Glover's Mistake by Nick Laird You probably don't remember me, David said, having edged himself nervously to where Ruth Marks was holding court beside her most recent installation, a black, soiled bin liner. Uh, no, she replied, before returning her attention to her vacuous Hoxton art groupies. You taught me at Goldsmith's for a term twelve years ago. Of course, and now that I'm a famous New York artist whose works sell for a million dollars, I'm obviously going to become best friends with an overweight 35-year-old no-mates loser stuck in a dead-end job teaching English in a crammer. Pleased to have dispensed with the formalities of such an unlikely setup, David settled down to fine writing. He examined the falciform marks of his nails on his skin. He contemplated the finitude of the world's resources. He searched deep within himself for the right word and invariably hit the wrong tone. You're really scaring me, yelled Ruth, as the fit young 23-year-old man who had been following her stopped beside her outside David's flat. Ah, David laughed, meet my flatmate James Glover. He knows nothing about art, but he's good at putting up shelves. Now let's go to the white cube. The relationship was going well, David thought. Ruth lived at the surface of her life, her passive aggression making her a slave to her id. He wasn't sure what that meant exactly, but it couldn't be long before she became the first woman to go to bed with him since he scared off Natalie ten years ago by stalking her obsessively. I've got something to tell you, Ruth said coyly. Yes, David sighed, pondering the hierarchy of id's egos and superegos. I'm in love with James the Airhead. He's such a cute Christian and a virgin too. David hid in his bedroom, sulking because Ruth had chosen an even stranger partner than him. He flipped open his laptop and started to write an envious, pretentious critique of Ruth on the Damp Review, his blog that nobody read when he noticed he did have a reader, Singleton SW9. Perhaps he would reply. I've been bad, Glover wept. May God forgive me for getting off with this girl at a party when I'm in love with Ruth. David was not struck by the improbability of someone who had hitherto been a God-fearing virgin becoming so rapidly loose-trousered. Instead, he set up a laboured plan to ensure Ruth found out, without suspecting him of being involved. All true love has its ups and downs, Ruth said stoically. James's infidelity has brought us even closer together, and now we're getting married. Singleton SW9 was a plump girl in her thirties called Gail who nodded as David showed her his blog on Ruth. Each piece strives for profundity, but at best only achieves light humour. A bit like this book then, she said. David wasn't sure if they would see each other again, 
as he bumbled along for another 70 pages trying to undermine Ruth and Glover's relationship. You'd have been better off spending the time trying to create three characters that are at least half interesting and had some depth, Glover sneered. Ruth and I are rock solid. But you can be best man if you like. Well, get this then, David snapped. Ruth used to be a lesbian and she still carries a picture of her ex-lover Jess in her wallet. You bastard. You just can't make up your mind whether you're trying to write lad-lit, satire or serious fiction. And you're failing at all three. Now I'm going to have to hit Ruth and let her call the wedding off. David sat back smugly. It didn't matter that Singleton SW9 had turned out to be a narrative cul-de-sac. He had erased his critique of Ruth from his blog and was reinstalled as her favourite pet. Yet, on reflection, he couldn't help wondering if there not might have been... Sorry. Yet, on reflection, he couldn't help wondering if there might not have been a better way of expressing his anger that the woman he desired was so much more successful than him. But then he, too, was a slave to his id. The digested read, digested. Laird's Freudian slip. <laughs>